Thanks for listening to this podcast from Christ Church of Orinoco. Our hope is that it would help you discover completeness in Jesus. Now for this week's teaching. Well, good morning and welcome to Grace Based Parenting. We are on class number four. And today, as we look at the house, we, we obviously the first classes. Uh, session last semester we looked at three inner needs secure love significant purpose and a strong hope and we also talked about the four freedoms the freedoms we want to instill in our children to be different to be vulnerable to be candid and to make mistakes and this semester we've been looking at how do we build character into their heart and so we've looked at faith and integrity and we've looked at poison and discipline, and today we'll be looking at endurance and, and courage. So let me pray real quick, and then we will um, kind of break into a table time, and I'll discuss what we'll be discussing there. Father, thank you for uh, just your creativity and how you've designed us and given us this heart that has this huge capacity. And uh, God, it is a big receptacle. And I pray, Lord, that we would be open to receiving uh, your character and your goodness and that we would not allow uh, wickedness into our hearts. And Father, we pray this for our children and we pray that you equip us by your spirit to live out that character and to instill that character. In Jesus' name, amen. So... As we talk about endurance and courage, these are the questions that I would like you guys to discuss around your tables. Number one, quick easy, have you ever run a marathon or a 5K or even track or ran a mile, a 100-yard dash, whatever? Um, <laughs> yeah, running to the bathroom does not count, Peter. Sorry. Um, unless it was 100 yards or more away. Um, <laughs> And, and, and with that, did you run track in, or, or field in school, and how was that? Uh, the second question is, what is the most frightening experience you have ever faced? What is the most frightening experience you've ever faced? So enjoy your time at your tables, and we'll be back shortly and talk about the video. All right, so as we return... And we've asked these questions at our table. Anyone ever run a marathon? Just curious. You, Stacy ran a half marathon. That is awesome. My wife has this story where she wanted to run this 5K, right? And so she's like training and everything, and she's really just not very. Um, thank you, Mr. Computer. She's not very. Uh, she just doesn't like people around and stuff, right? So, so she gets all geared up and she's going to run this 5K, and, and they start, and she's going, and she's like, okay, well. I know I'm not going to be at the front of the pack, and and but but I just won't be in the back of the pack. So she's looking around, and you know we're we're judgmental people. So she's like, well, I'm sure I could beat them, right? <laughs> so so she's going, and and like, and she tells a story, and she's like, okay, so she's going, and she's feeling pretty good, and and it's about a mile in, and she's like, oh wow, this is this is harder than I thought, and and then she starts getting passed up by, like the middle of the Packers and then she's like 
these people that I swore I was going to be are about to pass me. And then she's like, and there was one person left. You know, the person that they're like, the security team's on the mics, like, like she just passed us. She's still alive. Like, keep an eye out, right? And she's like, okay, I can, I can get, I can beat her at least. So mile two goes by, and, and, then, and then she's like, and then this woman, like, passes me. And I'm way back. And so she's like, okay, so it's the last turn before you make the home stretch. And they're like, now I'm the person, right? They're like, yep, slowpokes just passed us. And so she's like, so she says, all I can think of is, please, just let everybody be gone. Like, I don't, I don't want anybody cheering me on or whatever. So she gets to like 100 yards or so, and they're like, yeah. And all of a sudden, she just hated it. And it's this hilarious story that we have. But that's awesome, Bryn. A half marathon. That is amazing. I can't drive a half marathon without needing an app. It is ridiculous. Well, let's let's uh, dive into this video. We're going to watch. Uh, it's about 20 minutes long, and it's on endurance and courage. All right. Excellent. So good video. Good video. We're talking about endurance and courage. So... Uh, what is endurance? Again, we want to define things because if we assume that you and I are defining this word the same way and we're not, we'll end up in two different places. So uh, Tim said that endurance is the ability to keep going when everything is telling you to give up. And as we've been walking through these character traits, we want to look at the fruit of the Spirit found in Galatians five twenty two and 23. And it says, for the fruit of the Spirit is... Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. So each week, as we're talking about a different character trait, we want to look at what it is akin to as far as the fruit of the Spirit goes. And when I look at endurance, I think of faithfulness. Faithfulness is continuing to honor God regardless of my circumstances, regardless of what's going on. So uh, we, we've also looked at what are the extremes of these, of these character traits, like what is unhealthy on either end. Ecclesiastes 7.18 says, The man who fears God will avoid all extremes. So extremes seem, seem to go on in our life at times. We, we seem to be extremists. So what are the extremes of endurance? Remember, we want to always calibrate grace and truth and have that proper calibration so that we're not extremist. The extremes of endurance seem to be all go or all no. Right, that that it's it is uh, this almost workaholic mentality that I've got to accomplish, that I've got to get it done, that I've got to keep on going, and and those people can burn out or be so driven that they drive right over people, um, or the all know like uh, passive whatever abdicator you decide you figure it out wh- whatever, and um, and we need to be. Careful not to model either of those or not to live in either of those because a workaholic um, can instill that in their children and sometimes that mentality um, and that that person that's so driven uh, doesn't realize the relationships they're harming. Um, and And then the passive person, the abdicator, is just so such an Eeyore, if you will, 
that that people are like, come on, let's go, let's do something. And, and so we want to avoid those extremes. Remember, um, how we help our children grow with endurance is, again, the most important thing is time, right? Uh, children spell love, T-I-M-E. You need to spend time with them, and they'll see these things modeled. Uh, so don't be an extremist, but calibrate this properly. Um, and then talk about these things. Talk about how you've seen them endure a trial or a hardship or endurance in studying hard for a test and then seeing that they got an A and, and praising them for that, you know. So process them with their, process with them uh, when you see them endure and when you see uh, and, and even sharing in your own life how, how you've endured through things. So uh, Tim's points, he had, he had a bunch of points uh, in the book and in the video, um, set goals. And as we talk about this, and we'll come back to this in a little bit, but there are five goals or five capitals that I believe we see commonly in Jesus' teaching. Uh, and they are, they are spiritual, relational, intellectual, physical, and financial. And so, so we're going to come back to that in a little bit. Uh, Tim also said, make trials their friend. And I thought that was an excellent, excellent uh, piece of advice. Because here's the thing. If you set goals as a family and you pursue them together, some of you may find some of these goals simple. Some of you, you may find them really challenging. But as you pursue these goals together and you discover the challenges for some that aren't for others, it will help the person that sees it as a challenge endure because they're not doing it alone, because they have help. And the person that it comes more simply to can help them through that. And so making goals and then pursuing them together, making trials a friend is, is a great thing. Uh, and then finally, surrounding yourself with conquerors more than quitters. I thought that was a great piece of advice. Not only as a family are you showing that, hey, here are our goals and we're going to move to them together and we're not going to leave you in the dust, but we're going to encourage you and help you along as we attain these goals. And, and if I'm struggling, you're going to help me along as well. But then it, they see the dynamic that happens when there's a healthy group. And so then the encouragement of helping them make good choices of friends parallels very simply for them. And they see, I see what happens when I'm amongst encouragers that are enduring and overcoming obstacles. Why do I want to hang out with people that are tearing me down, not helping me, leave me in the dust? Um, so, so they see the parallels and then you can help them make wiser friend choices. And as you see them getting friends, invite their friends over, have them over your house. I know it's tough sometimes, but man, I'll tell you, investing in the lives of my children's friends has paid enormous dividends because then you have an opportunity to speak truth in their life and, and be able to calibrate that grace and truth with them. So invite them into your home and develop that trust with them. Um, excellent, excellent, excellent. So, Peter, I'm going to hand it over to you for a second and let you uh, talk about endurance, and then we'll move on to courage.
a couple of things about <clears throat> endurance on a practical side that I found to be really helpful is that our children uh, borrow from our endurance. So when you're thinking about these goals and how you want to help your children to move through a particular task, if you will join them in that task, they will borrow from your competence, your uh, previous successes, your encouragement from them. Uh, one of the best examples of endurance that I had from when I was in high school was I um, had a math class that had a teacher who really enjoyed getting off track and telling stories about what it meant for him to be in the missile silo more than him teaching us math. And since we were a class that really wasn't interested in learning math, it was really easy to get him sidetracked. So when I had my first quarter grade of a D, it was pretty shocking. Um, I wasn't particularly interested in learning math uh, from him. It was algebra. I'm not really uh, an unintelligent person, but it was really a class that was like drinking sand every time you walked in. You just wanted to die. Um, and it was really difficult to maintain that. Well, my dad was a math major, and um, he began tutoring me in math. And uh, the second semester, I got a C. My third semester, I got one point from an A. And my teacher, who was um, a very legalistic individual, would not round my grade up. So I got a B. There were no pluses and there were no minuses in my school. No bitterness. There's no bitterness whatsoever. <laughs> my last semester, and he said to me, and I quote, I'm not going to give you an A because I know you can get one next semester. I just wanted to reach out and rearrange him molecularly. But I managed myself well because he was the guy that had the pistol that would have to shoot the other person if they went crazy down in the missile silo. So I was kind of scared of him. Um, he didn't make any sense when he taught, so I would go home, and my dad taught me, and I got an A my last semester. How could I do that? There was no way I could do it on my own. I couldn't do it with encouragement. Uh, I couldn't do it with me studying. I couldn't do it with more practice. I needed to do it with somebody who put the endurance in me and the skills in me. I had to borrow from my dad. It was one of his better moments. I had to borrow from him. So our children are borrowing from us. So when we just tell them something or we encourage them, we may ha actually have to en enter into their world and help shoulder that burden. It's, it's called scaffolding in education, where we're building the supports around them because they can't do it on their own. And then little by little, we tear that scaffolding down when the work gets done because we can always put it back up again. And we let them try it out and see with our encouragement. Um, I really appreciated what uh, Dr. Kimmel said about us not living our dreams through our children. So that if you have a child who is <clears throat> an average student, um, you help your average student live up to his or her average ability and that they can feel good about their average ability. Um, on a side note, <clears throat> we have three children, Audrey, Austin, and Alex. They are all significantly different. Audrey was the valedictorian of Web City. Um, great. She worked really hard on grades, but education came pretty easy for her. Austin, he was both the prom king and the homecoming king in the same year. He was not an athlete. Everybody loves him. Um, he has more friends you, than you could shake a stick at. 
um, and his strength was people. He did really well at school. It was pretty easy academically. And then we had Alex. Alex was the all-boy boy who was average all the way around. He didn't speak until he was three because his siblings spoke for him. He hated school. He took the easiest classes ever. And he graduated um, doing well, but um, he went to college because we made him. And uh, when he went to college, he actually found his academic legs. And through the process of just staying with him and our encouragement, you need to think through what you might like to do. College is a time to experiment. Don't worry about it. Um, Just keep trying. He is the only child who has changed his career goals probably four or five times. Um, He is now graduating in May in pre-med and is applying to medical schools, which is phenomenal. I had a meeting with him this last week um, because he didn't get in this first medical school. And I said, I just want to keep encouraging you to pursue your dream because he said, this is really difficult for me and I'm working at it. And I just thought, I'm going to just let you borrow from my endurance. I'm going to let you borrow from my experience in in the academic world. I'm going to let you borrow from my experience in knowing that oftentimes it takes more than one trial run to get into medical school. I'll let you borrow from my experience from the fact that it's okay for you to be where you're at. Just don't give up. And uh, I just told him, I said, you've been a great surprise of somebody who finally got a hold of something and it took him a little while. It was kind of a back and forth, and he never, we never criticized him for changing his degree. It was always do what you love, do what you love, do what you love. It takes you a while. It's okay. We'll support you. Do what you love, do what you love. But in the end, make sure you do what you love. So he's working as a scribe in the ER room, and he's determined that this is something that he thinks, this is a field that he thinks that he can be in doesn't matter to us how he's in this field. What matters is is that he's living up to his potential and he's learning how to move forward with the support of his family. Spirituality um, occurs the same way. We pray with them. We help them have conversations. We invite friends in, exactly what Scooty's saying. You know, their friends become our friends. Our home became the party place, not their home, because I'd rather have people in my house than have my kids go over somewhere else because we could support and create scaffolding and talk to people and, you know, bribe them with food and have the right kind of movies on and, you know, be up in the middle of the night um, to go and see how things are going when there's a great big noise somewhere. Um, it, just was, it was just better all the way around. So this whole idea of endurance um, is really you opening yourself up and investing yourself in your kids and making that connection with them, which is really, really cool. Adam? Excellent. Thank you, Peter. So as we continue and we move on to courage, we're going to define that. Uh, Tim said that courage is the resolve to do what you ought to do in a given situation. And, and P- as Peter and I were discussing what fruit of the Spirit this correlates to, uh, we had to almost look at what is the opposite of courage to find out what, which fruit of the Spirit this correlates to in this way. That when we're not courageous, more than likely we're fearful. And uh, while the opposite of fear is faith, and we said that endurance is akin to faithfulness, that perfect love casts out fear. And so we read that in 1 John four eighteen, And so we, we kind of made that connection, that, that the fruit of the Spirit correlation is love. And so um, one of the things that uh, we're looking at as we talk about... Um, 
how to model this for our children. I just want to throw this up real quick. And it is a simple visual of a triangle that may help us understand how, how we do this. And first and foremost, what we're doing is we're giving our children information, right? This is what it means to endure. This is what it means to have courage. Information is very important. But information without these other two pieces is incomplete. If I simply tell someone how to plumb a house and I spend four years going through all the academic rigor of this is how you plumb a house and I let them loose to plumb a house, they will have a flooded house. Like it won't work. Because what they need is also imitation. Right? And what we're talking about is seeing you model this character trait so that they can imitate it. Okay? So in plumbing, once you have the education, then we go into the house and you apprentice. And you can see how I plumb. And you can start to plumb with me. But ultimately, the goal is innovation. In other words, that while you are learning this character trait, you are going to display it, and it is going to be, look a lot like me, but it will also look a lot like you. And this is simply DNA, right? I mean, how many of you have traits, you see even mannerisms that you see in your parents, right? And, and if you have spent time with your grandparents, you notice a little bit that you do a, a few things like they do it. And so it's simply passed on generationally. And the same is true with spirituality or character, right? That we're, we're just transferring this, this model that we have and the methods, while they look similarly, are going to look a little different. So here, here's another three-word connection that you can make here. That information is simply the message. Imitation being the model. And innovation being the methods. Make sense? Excellent. So as we talk about courage... Um, Again, we want to avoid the extremes. So what are the extremes of courage? One extreme is to be a bull or a tyrant, right? A dictator. Uh, That's not what we want. Uh, The other extreme, again, is being a coward or an abdicator, right? But we want to calibrate them correctly. Uh, The verse that Tim used was fantastic. Joshua 1.9, right? Uh, do Do not be dismayed or afraid, right, or discouraged that the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Courage comes when we know God is with us. It is more about leaning into Jesus and his power than relying on our own. In John 15, 5, Jesus says, if you abide with me, I'll abide with you. If you're with me, I'm with you. And you will bear much fruit. And then he says this, apart from me, you can do nothing. That's really, really important that we have to lean into Jesus. So I, I want to uh, point out that Tim said a couple things that while I understand his meaning, 
I don't want us to take what he said literally because I don't know that he clarified it quite clearly enough. He said, first, he said, it takes a greater fear to cast out a lesser fear. Um, That's kind of using two definitions of fear in the same sentence. And what he means is this, that um, it takes a greater awe and reverence of God to cast out being afraid of something else. Okay? Um, So it doesn't mean, hey, be afraid of God more than anything else, and then you'll be all right. No, because, again, 1 John 4, 8 says that God is love. And then later on in verse 18, it says that perfect love casts out fear. So it isn't about getting them to be afraid of God, but to love God and to love others. And in such, fear will have no grip because they are secure in God's love. Um, He also said this, we need to remind our children who is ultimately in control. And, And I want to talk about that for a moment because sometimes when we look at a God who is in control, which is speaking of God's sovereignty, Um, We take that to this place of God is controlling. And God isn't controlling because a controlling God would be a manipulative God and a manipulative God would not be a loving God. But when we talk about God being in control, what we're saying is God is sovereign. That all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. And we've talked about this, right? That God is sovereign and that He is working towards our best and his best. So remember that character is more caught than taught. And so we have to show and tell. We have to model it. Peter, would you like to talk about courage? Just a couple of ideas for you before we uh, break off to just kind of process this. Uh, This morning, I had an opportunity to, to pray with two of our ladies who are older than me. That was a That was a very good way to say that. Um, One is having a lot of trouble breathing and moving, and the other one has a potential cancer diagnosis. And um, both of them were very appreciative of two elements that I want to say feed into their sense to be courageous to deal with what they're facing. The first is somebody who they know likes them. Take time, listen to them, talk with them, hear, hear the burden that they're carrying or the fear that they have that something isn't going the right way. And the second was the prayer that was offered. Uh, both of them have told me, when you pray for me, I feel better. And in one in particular, it was to face whatever the diagnosis is. And she looked at me after praying for her today and she said, I just always feel so much more peaceful when you pray with me. Um, When my wife had her car accident and was hit, Kenny Ansley was the primary staff member who we would invite to come into our little world because Kenny had been in a very serious car accident when he was younger and his pelvis is put together with wires before they managed all of the plates and screws. And he had to walk again, and if you look at him, you'll notice that he kind of walks with a little bit of, a, of an off gait, and it's from that accident. 
And um, there were times that Vanna would just lay in her bed and she would cry. And she said, I just really want to talk to Kenny because Kenny has had a similar experience. And he will help me know that everything is going to be okay in the end, no matter what happens. And Kenny was able to transfer courage to Vanna from having a similar experience. A couple of things for you with your, with your children, which is our context. Most of the time, you will have already had an experience that your sons and daughters are having. Something, something in your world will be very, very similar to theirs. And so we don't ever say, I know exactly what you're feeling. And that violates that very first thing of listening and, and being with, letting them know that you love them and that you like them and that you really want to hear their burden. Um, but you can also say, here's something that I have learned by being in a similar situation. And you don't ever say, oh, it's not all that important. What you say is, go back to endurance, here's the step. Here's something that I need for you to do. And the one thing that I want to suggest to you that, that is the most significant is to teach them to pray through their day. Um, I have a, an experiment that I run with college students who are struggling with a professor. And I will tell them that before you do any assignment, you pray about fulfilling that assignment. Before you do any reading, you pray about understanding the main point of that reading. Before you um, take a test... You go in and you pray that you will have the mind of the professor and know the way that those questions are wired uh, because the Holy Spirit is your cheat sheet. God already knows how that professor is wired. And if you will, for his glory, lean into him. We talk about that all the time. Lean into Jesus. He will make you competent and give you the strength and the courage to accomplish for his glory, what needs to be done. And sometimes we run into obstacles so that we can run into the end of ourselves so that we can have the courage that only God will give us in that moment. Worked with a guy that had test anxiety, and I told him that as soon as you feel that panic, you've got to breathe deeply, deep, deep breaths, and pray that you will be as smart as the smartest person in that room, which is the professor. And as a result, you can begin thinking back through how the professor thinks about issues. But the breathing calms your brain because when you have a panic attack, in test anxiety, it shuts down your short-term memory and you can't remember anything that you've studied over the last two or three days. And as soon as you leave that class, you could answer every single question that was on the test. That's what happens. So you've got to keep your brain moving. You have to invite God into that experience. And you have to imagine yourself as actually being able to have a dialogue with the professor. And here is what happens. In every single case, the grade goes up at least one grade point. One time I did this with a high school student here. He went from a D to an A. He quit doing it. He went back to a D. He was a slow learner because he's a guy. God will give us the courage to face the fear, but our children need our coaching, our mentoring. When you're looking at this board here, they can have the information. They need to know how it works so God can innovate it with them in the classroom, in the conversation. They need their own experience. And so when they invite God in and they have their limitation, that's what gives them the courage. Without it, um, they will not have the courage to maintain 
All right. Well, we're just about to wrap up class, but here's something I'd like to encourage you with. As you can see, there are little note cards in front of you. Um, here's what I'd like to encourage you to do. Write down these five capitals. Um, if, there, if you need more cards, they're on tables. Uh, so the first one is spiritual. And then relational. And then intellectual. Physical. And financial. And what I would like you guys to do this week is pray about and talk about what is a simple and yet meaningful goal in each of these arenas that you can discuss and work toward as a family. And if you have any questions of that about that or, or anything else, always, um, you can email Peter or myself. And our emails are simply firstname dot last name at cco.church. So peter.buckland at cco.church, adam.scooty at cco.church. That being said, uh, as we have run out of time, as we do too quickly, um, I will pray and we will dismiss. Father, thank you again that you are instilling your character in us. And Spirit, we pray that the fruit of you would be evident in our lives, that you would uh, instill it, that you would equip it, that you would develop it, and that you would grow it so that we might represent you, Jesus, wherever we go with your character and your competency. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast. We hope this teaching helped you to discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. For more resources or to learn about Christ Church in general, visit us online at cco.church.